just to see whether it works or not. And let me press pause again. Uh, can you say something for us, Mr. Brother Muz Zafar Sharafi? Kalau boleh kita patut masukkan sound effect lightning dan sebagainya pada masa pada waktu yang tertentu eh. Hmm. Ya, apa wolf apa wolf ending dengan wolf scream semua masuk. Hai. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, we should probably do that. This is a very special episode. Um, tapi sebelum kita melanjutkan lagi episod yang kita rakam pada waktu ini mungkin saudara Muz ingin menjelaskan sikit sebanyak kenapa kita buat episod ini pada waktu ini pada malam ini. Okay, uh, sebenarnya episod yang yang sekarang ni dijadualkan untuk diriliskan pada 30 Oktober yang lalu yang mana hari Halloween. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> tapi disebabkan uh, aku tak berada kat Malaysia pada waktu itu, there's a scheduling conflict so kita tak dapat nak meriliskan episod ini pada Halloween yang mana Episod pada kali ini kita akan membicarakan tentang genre filem seram. Yeah. Alright. Sebab genre yang sangat besar. Yes. Kita nak berbaskan kan. Tapi beyond that, kau sendiri pun tadi sebelum kita rakam ni kau ada jelaskan sikit sebanyak bahawa ini adalah sesuatu yang kau dah lama nak buat tapi tak buat sampai sekarang. I mean, apa yang membuat kau rasa cukup minat untuk menerokai isu filem seram ni dalam podcast Thoughts on Films ni ok kerana aku ialah seorang peminat tegar filem-filem seram hmm. I like I, I, I always love horror films for me it's the best cheap thrill ever the best cheap yeah. thrill ever I love it I mean, yeah it's a cheap thrill man I mean you see uh bagi aku filem seram is an adrenaline rush because it makes you scared so you know, so you always on this roller coaster right of being scared hmm. okay then at uh, apa adrenaline rush ni uh, in, in in general in general understanding lebih merujuk kepada aktiviti aktiviti ekstrim lah macam skydiving hmm. uh, roller coaster ride uh, car racing and whatnot. so it's always for you know always adrenaline rush always being associated with the selected few orang-orang yang mampu to buat semua tu but when it comes to horror film or horror stories or horror in general hmm. it's it's very accessible meaning that everyone can you know everyone is uh, in the position of encountering this kind of uh, supernatural thing mm-hmm. 
So so that's why uh, aku dan beribu-ribu atau berjuta-juta lagi peminat-peminat film seram. All this good film seram or horror film genre in in a cat in a category of it, so in the class of it, so that you know you cannot like being compared to other genre. Hmm. So that's why I always love horror films, man. Yeah. Okay. And what are the odds that kita kita apa kita buat recording ni pada malam Jumaat? Yeah. <laughs> We talk about coincidence. Kan? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Insyaallah tidak ada apa-apa yang akan berlaku. Uh, apa benda tu yang yang bunyi uh, macam tok tok tu di background uh, tu? What, what what's going on over there, man? What's going on? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no. It, it's just a wing. It's just a, it's just. Pergi lah tutup tingkap tu Bodoh Ya Kalau bukan tutup tingkap Sekarang-kurangnya kau tutup lah Kabinet tu Alright Sebab Filem Salah satu filem pertama Yang kita akan Discuss pada malam ini Kabinet of Dr. Caligari Alright Sebuah filem yang Dimasukkan ke dalam German Expressionist Expressionism Movement Ya Yang juga dimasukkan Filem-filem lain seperti Nosferatu dan sebagainya Mus, German Expressionism. What's going on there? Or what went on there? Well, I think uh, film German Expressionism. Oh, in context, in the context of the film, I think it's one of the earliest uh, film yang bercorak horror lah. Walaupun aku rasa pada waktu itu Robert Wien, the the director, I don't know whether I pronounce it correctly, Robert Wien. It's, it's a kind of psychological thriller. Um, have you seen the film, by the way? Um, cerita dia tentang seorang lelaki yang yang menyampaikan cerita tentang sesuatu yang telah berlaku uh, sebelum itu. And basically, it's, it's told largely in flashback. Tapi, we discovered at the end of the film bahawa lelaki yang menyampaikan cerita itu adalah seorang yang uh, ada kesakitan mental lah. Which helps to explain sedikit sebanyak the design yang pelik-pelik sikit yang ada dalam filem Cabinet of Dr. Caligari ni. Yes, yeah, I think that's, that's a big part of it lah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the, the, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is like uh, the, the, the nucleus for the uh, for the up, for the upcoming genre of genre horror. It's one of the earliest film yang walaupun tak not intended to be a horror film but it influenced uh, the later director to make uh, to explore more into the into the into the horror film genre because you know uh, after all horror film adalah bersifat psychological it, it plays with, with uh, human psycho, uh, psychological uh, behavior and understanding so i think the cabinet of the of, of Without the the the, the cabinet of the Caligari, we will not see the light of Psycho, the Shining, and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. yeah. Would would we see the the lights of films um um going 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 beyond the German Expressionism movement? Eh? Um, the next segment that I have listed on this list here is Gothic horror and as well as the Hammer horror films of the nineteen fifties. 
Would we see this kind of films without German expressionism movement? Without German expressionism? I think we would. Uh, well, I think, in my opinion, pada pendapat aku, tam, uh, German expressionism, uh, the, the German expressionism, <laughs> German expressionism, apa, payah sangat lah for the, for the Germans. Yeah. What did you say, what did you just call it a German design film or anything? Not gonna expressionism. Yeah, I, I, it's such a yeah. It's such a tricky word in this one. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a Scandinavian tongue, so it's hard for me to to, to actually pronounce it. So anyway, uh, untuk filem-filem yang yang untuk gothic horror, the hammer horror, I think it it's, it 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 originated from uh, English uh, English uh, theatre punya 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 culture. Okay. So it's just like uh, yeah, for me, macam uh, gothic horror and emo horror. It it originated from the theater play. Masa mm. tu, uh, I mean, we, we all know that uh, you in English culture, they they have a very strong theater punya uh, punya punya heritage. So it's like a transition from theater to uh, to, to to the silver screen. Mm. And the, the and the horror theme is largely being inspired uh, from the uh, gothic horror novel lah yang yang diasaikan oleh um, uh, Mary Shelley dan uh, uh, and also you know the the the, the romantic uh, the, the I mean the, the romantic how to say it uh, the the romanticism hmm. movement. You know that have the that influenced by the Eurocentrism, much of Dracula, Count Dracula, uh, Frankenstein, the Mummy movement, so on and so forth. Lah. So it's 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 very English in a way. The manner setting the lebih by the internal setting. Yep, yep, absolutely. It's it's a very psychological. You're right. There's a setting, but yeah. especially for cabinet Doctor Caligari, it's about cerita yang disampaikan sebagai uh, kind of flashback in a way not not so much flashback but but well the whole film in that sense was a, was a kind of flashback then the setting was inside the person of a, uh, the person whose mind is very weird in some ways jadi yeah absolutely kita nampak kalau kita tengok di teater di mana pemaparan tentang sesuatu yang mungkin tidak masuk akal sangat Right, uh, the the disproportion of of certain things, like the background and whatnot, itu juga telah diserap masuk ke dalam uh, filem-filem bawah itu lah, right? But um, with gothic horror, for example, kita nampak uh, filem-filem seperti Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, Wolfman, selain daripada menjadi bahan untuk Hollywood sekali lagi mempelajarize dan adapt berpuluh-puluh tahun kemudian, um, apa sebenarnya yang yang common dalam semua filem-filem seperti ini um, in gothic horror and whatnot yang membuatnya tak rasa takut lah membuat orang rasa takut uh, basically uh, apa yang merupakan I don't know whether the perception of uh, audience di, di di Europe I mean in, in, in this context in UK during that time find it uh, scary or not because 
like the the maker, the filmmaker of this uh, of this films made it in in such a way that they are adapting uh, an existing uh, an existing uh, uh, material rather than novel and whatnot. Hmm. It's just that but I think perception of horror film during that time might not uh, might not being uh, fully exposed yet because people don't watch the film to be scared. I think the 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 the, 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 the whole uh, audience uh, the whole audience uh, watching uh, experience to be scared. Masih tu mungkin belum bujuk ya. Okay, I might be wrong, but I don't think that. It, it was the case during that time. People just watch it for the sake of okay, it's an adaptation of Mary Shelley, Frankenstein, or Bram Stoker, Dracula, and, mm. and, and so on and so forth. Because I think during that time, people still don't see ghosts as uh, as something to be scared of. They are more terrified of a of, of a human being. But what was it? I think. Uh, The, the Jack the Ripper punya case still uh, traumatized the whole society. Okay, alright, that's yeah, a very interesting like, factor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it just in later year when the genre when horror genre being understood as something to be scared of that people start to perceive this film as a as a As, as in a horror film hmm. that's my understanding of it mungkin masa in, in, in 30s and 40s uh, people don't go to cinema to to be scared they just want to watch a good film or a good theater play or things like that yeah that's what I understand I mean absolutely right they they want to replicate a bit of that experience I suppose to a certain extent yeah. Um and yeah. funny you mentioned Bram Stoker's Dracula sebab Uh, I think a film that I mentioned earlier, Nosferatu, ianya merupakan sebuah filem yang pada awalnya kalau tak silap aku ada keluarga Bram Stoker, alright, uh, his descendants, they wanted to sue the filmmakers of Nosferatu sebab mereka merasa bahawa filem Nosferatu ini adalah uh, sebuah filem yang telah dipelajarkan daripada Dracula di mana wataknya, jalan cerita dan sebagainya adalah lebih kurang sama. And the judge actually ordered for Nosferatu to be destroyed, and then almost all of the film copies were destroyed. Kecuali satu, then that one copy, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of survived and made its way until now. Dan sekarang ini telah dianggap sebagai sebuah filem klasik yang tidak patut dinonton oleh bukan sahaja oleh um, orang yang suka filem seram, tetapi juga mereka yang mengkaji filem secara keseluruhannya. Right, so. Nosferatu and Dracula. That's that's the that's the link there. Um, what about the Hammer horror films? Moz, um, uh, Hammer, the Hammer Film Company, if I'm not mistaken, they they make yang telah menerbitkan beberapa buah filem yang yang berdasarkan watak-watak seperti Frankenstein and Dracula and whatnot. Mereka juga uh, kalau tak silap aku um, kali pertama orang buat filem horror dalam color um, menggunakan ada uh, ada Hammer Horror sebenarnya, right? The, the Hammer Horror films. Um, what do you know of the Hammer Horror films? We hear we hear, we hear so much about it. Tapi what, why should we care? What, why 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 is it important? Okay, uh, from my daripada pemahaman aku 
lah yang tak seberapa tentang Hammer Horror. Hammer Horror ni actually is Hammer is a production house, is a production company yang mendominasi filem-filem horror pada waktu itu. Betul uh, pada waktu itu di yang mana industri perfilman uh, the capital film, I mean the the, the, cap, the, the film capital of the world uh, was in uh, Britain. So Hammer Horror uh, was the production company yang 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 pertama yang meng, mengeluarkan atau mendebitkan filem-filem uh, filem-filem yang berhoror lah. So I think this is the first Uh, uh, move, film movement yang uh, yeah, I would say mengindoktrinatedkan audience macam mana okay, you go to watch Dracula and you are meant to be scared hmm. I mean, it is meant to be to, to scare the audience and this is I'm horror I think this is the pioneer for the horror film movement lah. so and they actually produce quite number of uh, Dracula series, vampire series yeah. and this is I think the first time uh, where they show I mean uh, they, they, they they portray uh, Dracula and and uh, Frankenstein as a creature to be scared of I mean that Dracula is orang and whatnot so people people who are going to die and things like that so Hammer is the is, is the is the production company yang bertanggungjawab memperkenalkan horror film kepada dunia and also memperkenalkan kita kepada uh, the legendary uh, actor bernama Christopher Lee yang memulakan karir ini sebagai Count Dracula dan Berpuluh-puluh tahun kemudian Menjadi Count juga Tapi bukan Count Dracula Jadi Count Duku hmm. <laughs> Yep So That is a very important factor um, Another uh, Before we move on to the next era One quick um, Fact That I find interesting about the Hammer Horror ni, Is that they gave rise to two actors Who would go on to play Very important roles In the Star Wars universe Yeah, uh, Christopher Lee and <laughs> and Peter Cushing, who of course was Grand Moff Tarkin in the first trilogy of of Star Wars uh, films. Sekarang kita nak kena sekarang kita kena define lah uh, trilogy mana yang kita cakap the first trilogy or the second trilogy and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And interestingly, Peter Cushing uh, started out playing uh, Van Helsing. There it's you a go. guy who, yeah, it's a guy who, uh, the the good master lah kan? Yep. Uh, who eventually played uh, an, uh, the villain in in, in in Star Wars Episode One, but Christopher Lee continued playing Cal mm-hmm. <laughs> in Star Wars punya saga, which is interesting. I mean, he I think he re- just recycled the same costume that he played, like that he wore. Like many many years ago, in in in, in the Count Dracula series, mm. in uh, in the prequels, that was it. Because I think the the, the costume is pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't go far away. Kalau kita nak nak menyampaikan ke um, satu perasaan 
authoritative and whatnot. Kan? Biasanya is 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 based on a lot of the same costumes and whatnot. You you, you could be right. You could be right. It might have been the very same costume. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the the very idea of costumes, however, plays a more important role in the sixties, right? The alien B movies of nineteen sixties. Okay, uh, key films from this particular movement, if you like. Uh, includes The Thing from Another Planet, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and War of the Worlds. Okay, jadi kita boleh nampak daripada tajuk ini saja bahawa ada satu ketakutan yang sangat ketara yang berdasarkan orang lain ataupun makhluk lain dari dunia lain yang datang untuk menakluki dunia kita, right? Untuk untuk menjajah kita dan sebagainya. I What do you make of this in the 1960s? What's going on in the 1960s yang mungkin menjadi satu faktor yang besar 50s and 60s? Ah, uh, okay. So, this alien movies, uh, uh, this film that you just mentioned is what uh, we, we we define that fit the category as a cheap trace lah. Because mm-hmm. masa ni film ni mesti ditayangkan dekat drive-thru cinema kan? Eh? Hmm. And and the 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 target audience are kids, teenagers, and whatnot. And I think this is the trend for the American film uh, filmmakers or film producers during the time to introduce uh, horror horror genre uh, for the American audience. And the thing is, I don't think that they want to copy the the. the from the arrival which is the British film uh, film industry yang mana dia orang tak nak guna uh, the same I mean the, the same uh, the same formula Dracula Frankenstein Wolf and whatnot because this they want to create something new hmm. because and disebabkan America ni tak ada culture because dia, dia orang tak ada dia tak ada folk story and whatnot because everyone came is an immigrant from different country so they want to create something new and during the 60s uh, the red scare is uh, uh, it, 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 it was the the, the the horrific thing for them now. I mean the the, the, the Russian the, the communism the uh, uh, the term I think is a macratism eh, when I'm scared hmm yep Hello? yeah yeah the the yeah. The oncoming so, communist threat, right? Um, so, again, about the perang dingin, this idea of who is the others, sebenarnya satu konsep, satu soalan yang masih ramai orang fikirkan pada zaman sekarang juga. Tetapi, all the same, the fact remains that um, ini menjadi satu cara di mana ketakutan ini, ketakutan kepada orang yang lain daripada kita kononnya uh, digambarkan atau diterokai secara so, uh, secara lebih kreatif lah on on screen and I to be honest I think um, semua filem sebenarnya kita tidak, tidak boleh abaikan konteks pembikinan filem tersebut terutamanya faktor politik dan sebagainya even more so untuk the movies from the 1950s and 60s I think It's very important for us to know what's going on at that time as well. Dan cuba lihat bagaimana isu-isu pada hari itu digambarkan dalam filem-filem seperti The Thing from Another Planet ataupun Invasion of the Body yeah. Snatchers, right? So, yeah. 
subliminal something that is a bit subtle and also subliminal psychological horror alright we mentioned earlier you mentioned earlier actually um, film-film seperti Psycho and The Shining um, dan bagaimana ianya mungkin sikit sebanyak diinfluenskan atau atau di, di tidak akan wujud kalau tidak adanya film-film seperti Cabinet of Dr. Caligari uh, before we discuss Psycho and The Shining Suspiria, filem ini yang kau secara khususnya kau dah tulis dalam email tu bila kau kata kau nak cakap tentang filem horror and whatnot. I've never heard of the film Suspiria, but I've heard of the filmmaker, right? Dario Argento, sebuah uh, pengarah filem, ah sebuah pula seorang pengarah filem, <laughs> sebuah pengarah filem. Tengok kerusi director tu ada sebiji apple je, right? sebuah pengarah filem. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Yeah, Suspiria, Dario Argento. Yang uh, anak dia juga The 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 very lovely Asia Argento uh, Who I had a, a mini crush on Bila aku nampak dia pertama kali dalam film Triple X But we're not here to talk about her We're here to talk about Suspiria So what's that all about? Kenapa filem ini kau Secara khususnya kau, kau tulis tentang filem ini Dalam email tu Hmm. And 
bila bila aku nak tengok kredit tu, you know, it, it surprised me that it was uh, directed by uh, uh, Darul Ajanto, kan? who was famous for making a slasher movie, hmm. uh, the Italian horror uh, horror horror scene. Hmm. And and I think it's uh, it's it's one of the those unknown uh, uh, horror film. I think it's one of the gem in the horror film. Uh, out of the genre hmm okay I you talk about jam and people talk about Dario Argento sebagai seorang master dalam dalam genre horror ni tapi ada juga ramai yang berpendapat bahawa dia sebenarnya not really a master per se but more like a kind of hack who you know film-film ni menakutkan uh, dengan cara yang lebih as you, you, you to use the word you mentioned earlier in a cheap thrill kind of way Is 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 this is he a master or is he not in your opinion? I think it's, uh, to say he's a master too. I think he's too professional. I mean, he doesn't make anything new. He just actually, yeah, you know, he just. I would say he is in the right place at the right time. Hmm. Okay, uh, I think he's one. He's the pioneer for the uh, for new. For a new kind of horror back mm. in the seventies, where I think he he is the the one who introduced uh, uh, as uh, I would say crime uh, hybrid uh, hybrid kind of a horror film. So although people make horror film, it's a straightforward horror film now. And people watch it. People know there. It is a horror film. Maybe there will be monster and demons and whatnot. But I think the uh, Argento uh, was is the one is the first uh, filmmaker that fused uh, different genre into horror film. Mm. Yes. So, so, but during that time, people are more paying more attention to much of Hitchcock mm. and also after. Uh, Ishkot lah, Ishkot was like the biggest name in, in, in psychological horror at that time. And Hugh mm. Argento was seen to write on his, uh, to, to, to be the, the copycat of, of Alfred Ishkot. But I think he make, uh, I, I think he have uh, his own signature when it comes to making a horror film. Mm. Uh, especially, Like Suspiria, I mean the the production design was like astounding, man. For horror film during that time, yeah, it became quite a good movie. I mean, for for I mean during that time, horror film was seen as the as the lower level genre. I mean, people don't uh, don't watch horror film dekat uh, proper cinema. People actually watch horror film dekat uh, drive to cinema. It's like a one dollar. Hmm. But, but I think Dara Gento was the first young fuse uh, mystery uh, thriller in a, in, in a horror in a horror genre. So I think uh, uh, that's why 20 years, 30 years down the road, people start to uh, appreciate uh, his uh, his film even more. Hmm. Uh, I can say that uh, Dara Argento is like the Sergio Leone of horror film. Lah. Hmm. 
Yeah, true. I, I think definitely worth checking out. Dan, dan cara kau cakap tentang Suspiria ni telah membuat aku sendiri pun rasa uh, ingin tahu secara lebih lanjut tentang filem ini. And we, well, we'll see whether I can make some time for it as well. Yeah, definitely. Aku masih tak tengok lagi Night of the Rothschild apa? The Night of Rothschild yang kau kau cakap. I have it saved as a bookmark on on YouTube on my internet browser, tapi belum tengok lagi. So lambat launya, insyaallah akan juga sampai aku ke The Promised Land di mana kita berjaya menonton semua filem kita tengok. Sebuah filem yang aku memang dah tengok dan aku rasa mungkin kau dah tengok Psycho. Right? You, you mentioned Psycho a lot earlier. I remember discussing this film uh, dalam kelas masa aku buat communication dekat Monash dulu. Yeah, it's a very it's a very oh, excuse me, aku nak sedawa dia. It's a very interesting film on so many levels. To be honest, when you watch it back then for the first time, bagi aku, boring gila lah. <laughs> Terutama dalam konteks mana kita nak menonton untuk mengkaji secara uh, bahan kajian, sebagai sebuah bahan kajian untuk essay atau assignment dan sebagainya. When you have to do it, then it's, it's, it's a bit less fun, I think, um, for, for, for me at least at that time. And I think also for most people. But all the same, we did it. And... What was very interesting about it for me was how going beyond that. I think Psycho ni merupakan sebuah filem pertama yang betul-betul membuka mata aku sedikitlah. Kerana mungkin ini adalah um, kerana kajian yang telah dibuat. But there was stuff about how um, the idea of the woman, for example, gender and sexuality dalam filem-filem seperti Psycho ini, filem ini menjadi satu cara untuk uh, menentukan apa yang patut atau tidak patut buat right for example filem psycho ada seorang watak utama Marion Crane yang mencuri duit dan dia yang mati dalam shower dia kan he she is the one who got stabbed to death and what not and apparently is is one way in which to shock the audience but also to kind of reaffirm apa yang telah dipercayai pada mereka pada waktu itu iaitu uh, a woman like this is considered bad a negative influence Uh, the she-devil Sebab dia curi duit Right Dia curi duit And So she deserves to Die for it And I think Psycho Or the analysis of Psycho To be more specific Merupakan Pintu Yang yang membenarkan aku Untuk berfikir secara filem Secara keseluruhannya Dengan cara yang lebih baru so that, That's My experience with Psycho lah Kalau aku fikir tentang filem ni Aku Fikir balik lah Tentang uh, Kelas-kelas Di mana kita mengkaji filem ini And also that subject yang aku ambil Authorship uh, what, what was it called? Um, I think it was called authorship something uh, That was the most difficult subject I took at Monash Which is crazy But, And I blame Psycho over that <laughs> I blame him for it Yeah, yeah. so And The Shining um, Something similar to The Psycho Also a psychological thriller of some sort I Also made by another master right? From Hitchcock to Kubrick We've discussed Kubrick before Right in in a lot of detail uh, dari segi career beliau dan sebagainya. Uh, so I don't know. Do, do you want to add anything more to that? Uh, to Shining and to Cycle before we move on to the next part? Okay, I think uh, I'll pass to Cycle. is the first film yang mengangkat tajat uh, horror genre. Hmm. Because sebelum tapi sebelum tu. Uh, Film-film seram ni lebih kepada 
like I would say, I mean, I, like I said earlier, yeah, it's a cheap thrill. Lah. I mean, people just watch it, get scared, uh, get you get so on, then that's it. But hmm. Psycho is was the I mean, like the first film yang yang traumatized the audience hmm. to the point sampai orang uh, sampai ada audience yang yang apa yang phobia nak mandi susuan dekat dalam bilik air takut ketikam. I mean to 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 that level. I mean they they feel that actually affect people uh, mentally. It's just a film, just a fiction, but it can affect the audience to that level. I mean, Psycho. I think Psycho uh, was the first that that create that kind of uh, uh, I would say a traumatized movie experience. And mm. and this, I think, I think this this kind of uh, a film. Uh, Storytelling uh, being borrowed by the Shining, where you know it, it, it's 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 interesting to see you know the, the the different different culture, different society have different different perception towards what scares them. Macam aku aku tengok saya aku aku tengok the Shining. It doesn't scare me because I come from a different upbringing, a couple different. Uh, Culture, so I see psycho editioning as a as yes, as a special film. It doesn't scare me, it doesn't traumatize me, but you know, it's it's fun. It's interesting and funny at the same time. To see mm. people talk about psycho editioning to the point that okay, I aku tengok psycho, aku takut dapat mati seorang or aku tengok the shining, aku takut dengan nak nak tinggal dalam hotel atau mana. I don't experience that. Yeah, I don't experience that, but some people, you know, in different culture, different society, yep. they perceive that as something scary. That's true. So, that's true. Yeah, I think it fits. Yeah, I think it fits the 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 the, the term psychological horror because it you know it messes with people psychology. You know, it messes with you know it messes uh, people psychologically. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. On, on yeah. yeah. Dan bukan saja kerana tajuk dia memang ada psycho, so yeah. What should this be go under? Gothic horror? No, tapi tajuk dia psycho. So, it should be psychological horror. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that might be a reason or it might not be a reason why we can consider it as such. Uh, nevertheless, we move on to the next part. But before we do that, let's just take a short break uh, just to allow us to recharge a bit of our batteries and then we'll be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Moose baru balik daripada pergi toilet. Um, menurut pada beliau, tidak ada apa-apa penanggal yang menunggunya dia di, di toilet. Huh? Oh, but, 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 you, but, but you did tell me to shut up when I told you to keep the lights on. So, uh, I guess maybe on some level mungkin kau rasa takut juga. Huh? Okay. Tapi, <laughs> dari penanggal... Apa dia? Tak ada apa, tak ada apa. Ada apa? Ada sesuatu tu. Cakaplah. Hey. Well, I mean, it just sends shiver down my spine lah kan. Because, you know, talking about horror film, you know, I, I, all these uh, scenes from the thousands of horror film that I just watched, you know, just like, you know, rush through, you know, rush into my brain and, and you know. Oh, anyway, let, let's continue with the podcast. Anyway. Let's continue with the podcast. <laughs> alright. Okay. Yeah. From penanggals to zombies. Alright. Um, 
uh, certainly in the 60s and 70s, the late 60s and early 70s, were the time when such ideas of the living undead okay, started to ferment and grow into interesting works of art. And some of the key films made around that time, Night of the Living Dead and The Evil Dead. And from that moment on until now, <laughs> aku rasa macam zombie tidak pernah ever go out of fashion. Hmm. Yeah, man. Zombie is like the most evergreen horror thing ever. Because, uh, see, zombie, they, they, they're flexible. Hmm. You know, because it doesn't, I mean, you can play around with the, or, with, with the origin of how it started out. Hmm. Yeah. Because zaman, uh, okay, I think zombie started out as a, as, as a mythical uh, tradition in, 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 in Africa. Kan, hmm. and then it's been carried by the African immigrants uh, to the French punya colonized uh, province like New Orleans I mean in America like New Orleans Cuba and whatnot. but the funny thing is it's been popularized by the white people yeah? orang hmm. putih suka gila curi-curi benda-benda daripada culture orang lain dan itu dia buat dia culture sendiri so anyway uh, zombie Uh, genre start up by the by by the legendary Josh A. Romero. Hmm. Uh, hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening. Uh, I mean, you 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 break it up, man. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I thought clear, not clear. I didn't hear Okay. Well, I'm here. And I'm listening, and you just said the name George A. Romero. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I thought you wanted to say something more okay. about him. No, uh, or shall I go on? Yeah. Right, basically, um, dia dia adalah pengarah filem Night of the Living Dead yang ditayangkan pada tahun 1968. Right, and yes. I think from that particular, if you like, uh, from that particular film, I think it's gone on and moved on to bigger and better things. Right, because. Um, He has made films, and he, you know, a lot of his films. There's Night of the Living Dead, Season of the Witch, and there's Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Document of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically a, about a piece of paper that has been, you know, that has Ebola. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Land of the Dead. Um, Diary of the Dead, uh, Survival of the Dead, which was released only five years ago, so yeah, never, not not that far away, and uh, Dead On, the life and cinema of George A. Romero. So it's you know anything that has dead in the title, there's there's a very good chance that Mr. Romero is or was involved in it. Well, you never know. You never know. Kalau tengok special credit semua macam apa? Nih credit semua mungkin tiba-tiba ada special thanks. Uh, thanks to George Romero, the father of zombies in films, right? So yeah, he's a very important figure, uh, as well as um, apa? Uh, I mean, for films like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, one these are all uh, remake of of his films, and yeah, so. He still is credited one way or another. Kan kita sebenarnya kita tak boleh lari lah daripada 
dia kalau kita nak fikir tentang filem-filem seperti filem zombie ni um, same goes for the evil dead as well right uh, the evil dead as a as a film yang diarahkan oleh Sam Raimi dan dibintangi oleh Bruce Campbell right So, oh man, Bruce Campbell was my hero growing yeah. up, man. Oh really? Right. Well, let's yeah. let's listen, let's listen more. What 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 what? Hello? Why? <laughs> yeah. 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 Why is he your hero? Why was he your hero I growing mean, up? Dude, come on, man! A guy who cut off his hand and stick a chainsaw uh, on his decapitated uh, on his amputated hand and go on killing some. Killing, killing demons, some killing skeletons, you know, whatever. Yeah, using a chainsaw. I mean, that that that's a hero in in my book, man. Well, I tell you what, I can appre- a- I can appreciate that. Like the next guy who does not want to cut off his own arm, but the fact that he is kind of your hero kind of makes me want to stay a bit further away from you now. Although having said that, we are quite far away from USAS, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but absolutely I mean that that's, that's a very strong will effort that not everybody can do so you're, you're right there's one connection between the evil dead and my favorite wrestler Mr. Mustafa Shahnafi tak tahu apa connection itu what's the name of Bruce Campbell's character in the evil dead oh wait wait uh, 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 uh. Okay, it, it, it's what you get when you smoke a cigarette. As in, when you smoke a cigarette, you you the, the smoke comes out as well as the. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, ah, yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. Ash, right? Uh, uh, Chris Jericho, my favorite wrestler, wrestler kegemaran aku. Be, he's also a big fan, right? And because of that, he has uh-huh. named his son Ash. Ashley. Ash. Yeah, I can't remember whether it's Ash or Ashley, but I know for a fact that it's based on that. And anak dia sekarang, Ash Irvin, if I'm not mistaken. His real name, Irvin. So, there you go. How about that? Kalau, yeah, kalau bagi mereka yang ingin mencari uh, jalan atau untuk mencari um, sumber inspirasi bagi nama anak-anak anda semua, well, the evil dead might just be the best way to celebrate new life. Ta-da. Yeah. Yes. And, and just to talk more about uh, zombie, zombie genre, hmm. actually I'm a big fan of zombie. Lah. I mean, because I think zombie uh, genre, in, I mean, uh, uh, zombie as a sub-genre of horror, uh, horror film. I think zombie is the only, uh, how to say that, is the only well with the change of time hmm. you see masa zaman uh, back in the 60s like uh, masa zaman-zaman pengenalan zombie zombie digambarkan sebagai uh, makhluk yang tak ada origin it just like pop out of nowhere like it's just randomly just pop out and just like hear people dismember people and eat their brains and whatnot and dia digambarkan sebagai makhluk yang You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a dumb creature. Like, I mean, slow. You know, you you can just like sneak around it and just like you know smash their head to kill them. But on the way, 
zombie bukan uh, they adapt well dengan uh, dengan the change of time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sooner or later zombie becomes uh, part of the apocalypse punya uh, outcome. Yeah, it becomes an apocalypse punya. It puts it, it, it rhymes well with the apocalypse theme of a of a of a, of a film genre, which is entirely a different genre. Uh, anyway, hmm. and Uh, apparently it become faster and faster Dulu zombie dia macam Dragging kan dia, 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 dia punya movement tu macam dragging Now we have a running zombie Zombie boleh berlari ya. Yep, absolutely And we can all blame yeah. Mr. Slumdog Millionaire Danny Boyle for that Because Because of him I think zombie started running I think that's the first film Yang, yang kita boleh credit sebagai itulah titik permulaan bagi zombie sekarang semua berlari macam dia all Usain Bolt and what not yeah. anyways <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah thanks to Mr. Danny Boyle and apa ni 28 Days Later right which is a very interesting film worth watching checking out in its own right going beyond that just one final thing I want to talk about ni um, you mentioned earlier about if Africa and, and immigrants of Africa being credited as the one of the or, uh, origin points for for this Stories on screen, and you're in a way you're right. <laughs> Even sekarang ni pun um, ada juga berita yang sebenarnya tidak benar, tetapi ia tidak bermaksud bahawa tidak ada orang yang percayai cerita-cerita ini. Um, because of the Ebola, there's, there's this whole Ebola victim rising from the dead stuff in it. So it's 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 something again. We we talked about fear of the other, type of fear of something that we do not know as much of or as well in um, in in real life as well as in in films. I think zombies is another way of of um, reconfiguring the other, right? Orang yang kita tidak begitu kenal. Tapi in this case, konteksnya lain lah. Maksudnya orang yang kita kenal, right? Someone who is you know. Um, Alive and close to us Kawan kita ke apa ke Tiba-tiba dia dah mati Tapi dia masih hidup So we we don't know how How to deal with this And I think that is a very interesting And important factor To consider lah About the popularity of Zombies and whatnot. Okay Maybe it's it's not so much Zombies being popular But our fear of the other Ini mungkin sesuatu yang uh, Masih wujud dari Zaman dulu sehingga sekarang Alright Maybe Alright Um From zombies to spiritual horrors in the 70s and 80s, okay? Aku tulis kat sini, Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, The Omen, right? Basically films where religion and spirituality memainkan watak ataupun memainkan peranan yang penting, right? And it also features young characters as villains, okay? Biasanya sebelum ini kita sering nampak uh, sesuatu yang jahat ataupun tidak begitu positif dimainkan oleh watak-watak yang lebih dewasa tapi now we're looking at kids as the bad guys right kids who have been possessed or, or being the devil's son and what not okay um, bagi bagi kau apa yang membuat budak-budak kecil menjadi hantu ni apa yang buat mereka sangat menakutkan dibandingkan dengan orang lain watak lain okay bagi spiritual horror i think the spiritual horror uh, film movement Uh, in America I think that is the closest link Yang kita Boleh Kaitkan dengan Pergerakan Filip-filip Teram dekat Malaysia lah Faham hmm. But that, that's different story together uh, Bagi aku The introduction Of uh, Kid As some 
as a as a scary element in the horror film. Uh, boils down to the uh, to, to the aspect of the unexpected. Mm. Basically, you know, we uh, kids always be portrayed as innocent, pure, and whatnot. So the fact that uh, this uh, the, the 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 unexpected turns out to be uh, to be the, the scary element in the horror film. Uh, you know, membuatkan orang, you know, uh, how to say that, membuatkan orang, yeah, it's, 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 it is one of the earlier uh, uh, introduction of the value in film. Yeah. Hmm. And also one of the first uh, twisted men uh, in order because people don't expect kids to be scary. Yeah. But one, once it be presented in such a way, you know, uh, it scared uh, it scared the, the hell out of the audience because, like you said before, people always scare. Orang always, orang selalu takut pada benda yang mereka tak tahu. Or mereka, atau people selalu takut kepada benda yang mereka tak expect. Who would expect that people, that children can be scary? Hmm. So, because of the fact that this uh, innocent, pure uh, children be portrayed as evil, uh, the you know, the the fact that people can expect what's going to happen next, are going to be uh, done by the children. Hmm. So, so something that uh, you know that that traumatize. The audience, and because just for the uh, for for the fact that when it comes to horror film, everything is somewhat predictable. Yeah, mm. because adult movement, uh, adult action is predictable when it comes to horror film. You know, so all, you always know about what going to happen next. It's just a matter of when the jump scare going to appear. But when it comes to horror film that deals with children, which is the the, the subject of the of the scare factor. People don't know what you know. People don't know uh, what going to happen next. And the the the, 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 the thing is, at the end of the film, mm. the, uh, the the bad guy or the hantu, uh, the, the 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 monster, always being the uh, always being the one that being defeated. But when you introduce uh, children. As the as, as the evil subject, you know, you know it's not going to be a good ending because not, because you know why? Because you cannot kill children it's on silver screen. Mm. That is during that time, lah. Yeah. So you know, so the, the fact that people don't know what's going to happen next scares them, and that is what driving uh, all this spiritual horror, punya uh, punya genre, in my opinion. Yeah, right. I, I mean, the thing is, over a certain period of time, memang sukar untuk kita menakutkan atau memberi sesuatu yang menyeramkan bagi orang ramai mengenai taktik yang sama. And of course, in this case, kids becomes a new way di mana apa yang dianggap sebagai suci itu menjadi satu cara yang baru lah untuk menyeramkan. Right? So many different people all, all over the world. Um, 
from the films I mentioned just now, just one, I just want to know, uh, Rosemary's Baby, Exorcist, The Omen, ini semua film-film yang agak classic in some ways. I'm just wondering yeah. what your thoughts are. Maybe you have a personal favorite amongst the three ataupun mungkin ada satu film tu yang mungkin kamu rasa kurang bagus ke apa ke? Macam mana? Uh, I, I think this is like... Uh, uh, I think the film-film ini juga mempunyai satu tim yang sama sebenarnya. Hmm. Yang mana semua film-film ini uh, menggunakan uh, bermain dengan uh, subjek satanism. Hmm. Which, di mana pada zaman itu, pada zaman 70s, the satanism uh, movement is quite uh, is big. I think during that time, the first time uh, occult, you know, Occult and Satanism being made known to public. Hmm. So and it's uh, something like a, a, a society crisis juga during that time because I guess pada masa itu society in the Western world still very much uh, have a strong link to uh, Christianity and. So, so they see uh, this paganism, uh, witchcraft, occult, satanism is something that similar to the red scare that they faced back in the 60s and 50s. So, I think the the, the this this spiritual horror, menggunakan uh, 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 society punya crisis during the time as a team. In the film, hmm. yeah, yep. and also I think in, 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 on certain way, on 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 certain way, it's yeah, uh, bermain dengan sentiment what's going to happen if you know if, if uh, all this uh, paganism or, or or satanism or this. Uh, Dark, uh, mythical uh, uh, belief being accepted by the uh, what they during that time by, uh, by the society that preach uh, liberalism and secularism and whatnot. So that's why I think the, the the usage of children has more have stronger impact uh, to to I think to 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 influence the audience of the to you know, to to go against uh, this uh, uh, anti anti Christ punya punya material or subject. Yeah, that's right. It is um, certainly crisis in societies. When I speak, I go talk up. So long, the episodes. So long, biasanya kita mencari jalan untuk memberi satu solusi yang yang lebih permanent dan agama biasanya jadi satu cara di mana krisis-krisis ini boleh di dihuraikan dan dan diakhiri menggunakan ilmu agama right and so we see a lot of that happening in not just as as it in Malaysia so but also in places like America right so yeah yeah there you go we are not the only society in crisis huh? <laughs> i suppose so Alright, we move on from the spiritual horror films to 
the slasher films of the 80s or late 70s and 80s. Okay, Encik Muzaffar Shahanafi, ini dah semakin lama semakin dekat dengan era yang kita lebih kenal ini. Alright. If I say slasher films, what what comes to mind for you? Apa yang kau fikirkan? Freddy Krueger, bro. <laughs> of course, you cannot you cannot run away from that. Okay, why do you say Freddy Krueger? Kenapa watak itu? Karena bagi uh, pada uh, pendapat aku, pengenalan filem-filem seram Hollywood uh, kepada penonton Malaysia bermula dengan slasher filem. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think many of the uh, at least in our generation ada uh, those who born in the 80s, uh, slasher film is the most iconic. Uh, Genre in terms of uh, horror film lah, and also this. Tapi bagi uh, pada masa itu juga kita, aku rasa penduduk Malaysia atau Asia in general hmm. mula melihat uh, uh, aspek keseraman itu ke dalam bentuk lain. Sebab sebelum ni kita we are being uh, uh, being taught to, to to have a certain to to, to scare. Uh, untuk takut kepada satu bentuk elemen yang yang, yang traditionally being said uh, that they impose to Asian uh, society. Hmm. Tapi selepas filem mengenalkan kita kepada a new breed of horror, new breed of monster, new breed of ghost. Hmm. And in fact, uh, the 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 selepas filem doesn't use uh, a conventional ghost book. Actually, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a living human. Yeah? And best for Freddy Krueger lah. Yeah, and okay. also, we can see this as another uh, cultural reference uh, dalam masyarakat Amerika pada masa itu. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, we can see that uh, the evolution of uh, cultural reference in, in horror film yang yang, yang menggunakan setting uh, yang menggunakan krisis pada masa itu pada, pada kalau kita tengok filem-filem para Amerika pada tahun, pada tahun 50-an dan awal 60-an dia menggunakan uh, menggunakan alam uh, influen red scan hmm. dan kepada tahun 60-an uh, lebih kepada uh, anti-christ christianity satanism and whatnot so it it be incorporated in the film dan slasher film aku rasa menggunakan reference uh, uh, society crisis pada zaman tu di mana pada arti pada zaman tu tujuh puluhan dan lapan uh, puluhan especially yep. uh, serial killer uh, were rampant right? banyak serial killer uh, uh, case uh, been going on right? son of Sam Ted uh, Bundy and so forth so they incorporate that uh, uh, to fight trauma in Pacifica, which is how we can uh, let a face in Halloween, uh, Jason in uh, Friday the 13th. Because, uh, you see, it's always the, uh, the, 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 the scare factor, I mean, the, the scare element always being presented in somewhat similar form. Hmm. Uh, a mysterious guy wearing a mask and using 
chop their victims. Beifredi Google had their claws, Freddy had their machine, uh, leather face under it. I think it's a chainsaw or a hook or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it, it always targeted the teenager. So in a way, this kind of film, macam, uh, some kind of like a public service announcement to a certain extent. Uh, okay, kids, if you behave widely, I mean, if you go, if you go at night, uh, having a, uh, having uh, uh, having a wild party and whatnot, you, know, <laughs> you, you mess with booze and 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 sex, you know, having you 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 know you will be targeted by all these uh, crazy people that are going to chop your you know, head off, things like that. And also, I think this is I think uh, the slasher film also. Uh, the first subgenre young incorporate sex in the film as well as a mean to attract the male audience. I don't know. I think it's a, it's, it's a mean to attract a male audience. It, it try to sell, it try to sell sex as one of the main element to attract audience as well. Yeah, yeah. We 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 often see people who die during sex actually. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's always a kind yeah, of happen. That the first person you know who will die will be those who actually have sex first. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, the first victim that always been, been killed always like the dumb blonde with the big, 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 big fake boobs. Right? And it's always like that going to be the first one uh, to be to, to be top off. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the lesson then, kids. Don't have sex. Kalau kau tak nak dibunuh oleh Freddy Krueger. Um, huh? Just a quick one before you, we move on. Your favourite slasher film? Such a film. Uh, my favorite film is Halloween, bro. Leatherface. Why Halloween? Because uh, I, I think I think the, the, the mess is much much more scarier than compared to Jason. And Freddy Krueger doesn't actually scares me that that, that much. Oh, oh, wow, wow! <laughs> A very bold statement to make, Mr. Muzaffa. We shall see how uh, things uh, pan out. How are you, man? What is your favorite slasher, uh, slasher character? Yeah, slasher character. I... Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I lean towards Leatherface and towards... Um, also towards me. I, I would probably say Freddy Krueger because he is uh, iconic in so many ways. Tapi, at the same time, iconic dari segi ni tau because... We watch a lot of horror films, and what is scary for me about Freddy Krueger is the fact that he is someone who comes in your dreams as well. That that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, unless I'm getting mixed up between films and characters, or whatnot. But based on what I remember, that's the that's the character, lah, right? And that makes him for a unique character where. Previously, you thought if you are sleeping and and, and you're in your dreams, that might be the 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 safe zone for you, you know. <laughs> but now it's it's like you're not even safe in your own dreams, man. <laughs> and to be honest, that that has left uh, a certain impression on me. At, at least when I was a lot younger, when I was a lot younger. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, for me, Fred, Freddy Krueger doesn't scare me that much because he talk too much. Uh. For me, for 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 monster, for 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 uh, for an evil, uh, 
for for evil being in a slasher film to be scary. Hmm. I mean, the less he talk, but but the more action that he perform, the scarier, the the scarier that evil being will be. But Freddy Krueger, the teammate, come on, I mean, he talks too much, man. Hmm. I don't know, it just scares me. It's like to the point that I saw something from one of the installment in the Adam uh, Stripping installment. I was like. Can you just like, can you just like stop talking and just start killing people already up to that point? Hmm. I suppose. Well, yeah. I mean, we can. <laughs> it, it probably takes away a bit of the fear. Uh, and uh-huh. but all the same, I, I I do believe that my point remains. Lah, uh, there are a few characters who come across even now actually. Again, um, uh-huh. the, the dream or, or the dreamscape. Biasanya tidak menjadi satu Arena yang sering diguna oleh filem-filem seram dan sebagainya. Sometimes you see it, but for the most part, it's more about the real world yang ada orang yang nak bunuh lah atau hantu ke. Even sesuatu yang imaginary itu sebenarnya lebih takut bagi ramai orang kalau ianya wujud di dunia yang benar, right? In in the real world. So, so it remains unique in many respects for me at least. So we move on from from that to. Urban Legends in the 1990s. Now, this is definitely our era, I think. I hope. <laughs> uh, we, we have all sorts of films. For me, bagi aku, the one movement or trend that stood out is the Urban Legends among the youth, amongst uh, young people of the nations, right? Especially... In American society, where we get lots and lots and lots of so many different kinds of horror films, they came out in the late '90s. They appeared to start all this wonderfully manicured, pretty, beautiful young things just waiting to die. So, the film Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legend—they're all college kids who, lambat laun, mereka akan. Jumpa maut juga lah sebenarnya. So that that was what stood out for me. Uh, what about you? Uh, were you still paying attention to this to this trend of horror uh, around that time? Bagi aku, the, I mean, uh, the 90s horror film. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, for me personally, is like the low point of the Hollywood uh, horror film movement. Hmm. I mean, there's I mean, many people actually. I know what you last summer scream and whatnot, but for me, most of it is, is so forgettable. I mean, it's not memorable for me enough for me to call it a classic. Hmm. I mean, it's just like I mean, I, I, I see, I, I see the the, the the horror film in the nineties as a as a as a as a starting point of where the Hollywood uh, horror filmmaker started to lose the idea. They they, they already run ran out of ideas of what. Put on the silver screen for the horror film, yep. the horror film genre. So they start to take out all this mud and they put the urban legend and they and they package it uh, by using all these uh, all these uh, teenage uh, all these kids like all these like uh, former uh, uh, daytime punya kids uh, series like just Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ray Fielding, and whatnot and so on and so forth. So and uh, it's like oh man, I, when I watch it, I mean I watched it when I was in high school, and it's 
doesn't make that much of an impact. I mean, even at that age, I was like, man, this film sucks. Yeah, I think uh, looked at as a collective, memang it, it was a very strong movement. But at the same time, it was also very weak in 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 gore, in psychological horror and whatnot. But I mean, now I look back at it, right? I I think they are probably more accurately described sebagai film horror slash mystery, lah. Sebab kalau kita tengok filem-filem ni, bagi aku, a lot of the enjoyment comes from Trying to figure out Siapa yang bunuh <laughs> Ni sebenarnya You know If you watch Scream For example Ataupun I know what you did last summer It's about trying to find out Who amongst your friends Yang sebenarnya Buat semua benda-benda ni kan Right So Dari segi horror tu Mungkin kita Kurang nampak Horror yang seperti Yang, yang telah wujud Dalam filem-filem Seperti Halloween um, Night of the Living Dead ke Even Psycho ke apa Yang what not right So We, we we see some traces of that but not so much of of the stuff that actually lived on okay so i i can see where you're coming from and to be honest i th- i think you're you're quite right in some ways i don't know whether it's the lowest point but it's definitely not the highest point that's for sure so yeah there you go <laughs> a lot of stuff uh, that happened around that time Urban Legend uh, Urban Legend was quite interesting for me Urban Legend was was yeah. interesting Final Destination eh? okay. it, it, The mystery yeah. is not so much uh, It's not so much um, Whether they're going to die It's about How they're going to die again And who's going to die next So this is The reasoning is sometimes ridiculous Tapi Itulah right? I think that Therein lies the attraction Bagi film-film seperti Itu So Yeah We move on from that Daripada film Di mana kita tahu For sure Bahawa kita akan jumpa dengan pembunuh Di penghujung filem-filem itu Kepergerakan filem yang Agak unik Di mana kita tak nampak pun Siapa yang membuat semua hal-hal ini I'm talking about the kind of gonzo horror Yang kita nampak um, Pada Di penghujung 90-an pun ada uh, But it's a lot stronger And a lot more prominent In in more recent years I'm talking about the kind of horror Yang kita nampak dalam filem-filem seperti Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch Project, as well as Rec, R-E-C. Right? So, yeah, and apparently Highland Tower as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the name of the film. Uh, and, and, and you, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the way they make it also quite interesting, actually. Hmm. Yeah. I I I find it interesting. Certainly, dalam konteks filem Malaysia, kita jarang ada penerbit filem atau pembikin filem yang menerokai cara baru untuk menyampaikan perasaan takut atau seram dan sebagainya. So I think it's it's cool and interesting. So anyway, the point is gonzo horror, right? I mean, 
Do you do you remember watching Paranormal Activity or a Bla- oh sorry Blair Witch Project beforehand? Yeah, yeah, I I I I, I think this kind of horror uh, started. Uh, I think the 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 whole uh, unseen ghost uh, make you know people realize that the. The less that you see the ghost, the more scary it gets. Right? And I think the Blair Witch Project uh, uh, is a one of one hell of a genius film. Yang mana kalau kau masih ingat the starting film ni, dia mengatakan it's a it's a it's a it's a found tape. So I think Blair Witch Project started all all these uh, missing tapes uh, films, yeah, missing tape kind of film. Yeah, betul. So, the I think the official term is actually apa found footage if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, found footage, sure. Hmm. Found footage kind of film. I think what makes scary, even though you can't see the ghost, uh, because of the because of uh, how raw it, you know the 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 the, 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 the raw factor, it makes it much more realistic, you know. Hmm. Because when people watch previously, when people watch horror film. They know that it's 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 been made. You know, it's 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 a made it's a made up. Yep. Because it's because you can see the ghost, you can see the 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 evil being and whatnot. So, and 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 the the movie experience for the for the for the horror film genre during before the whole console thing started out is people just waiting for the jump scare. They know mm. they, they they know how the ghost looks like. They know how the evil thing. They know how the bad guy looks like. It's just a matter of when is the jump scare going to come out? That that's the, the the scare factor of the whole uh, horror film genre prior to the uh, concert concert the 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 genre But now with the introduction of this new genre, people don't even know. Where to look at on 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 the silver screen? I mean, on the on the on the whole on my sense. People just don't know when they don't only that they don't know when the jump scare is going to come out. They don't they don't even know where to look at on on the silver screen because you know in the, in this kind of fun footage, also like those small details that scares them, like the jump. You know, they they just like running around. They just like shooting randomly. So then now suddenly there's like a small tiny figure at the far back corner of the screen uh-huh. black figure showed yeah that, that is what scared people off Yeah, I, I I do agree with you. Um, sometimes it's the seen and the unseen. It's quite interesting yang kau kata yeah. tentang ni. Um, because aku sering guna kalau aku cakap tentang horror film. Uh, kalau aku cakap tentang sorry, kalau aku cakap tentang mizonson, okay, dalam kelas-kelas aku sebelum ni, aku sering guna example dari filem horror tau di mana bagaimana penembik atau pembikin filem atau pengarah filem tersebut telah mengguna elemen-elemen yang ada dalam Uh, Mizanson sebuah filem itu bagaimana dia manipulate semua elemen ini untuk memastikan bahawa kita melihat hanya apa yang dia nak kita nak lihat atau apa yang dia nak kita nampak you know I mean paranormal activity is an example I use many times you know the camera is there tapi kita mata kita tertarik kepada satu pergerakan atau sesuatu di di dalam image tersebut kan dalam frame itu 
apakah yang membuat kita tertarik daripada itu dan mengapa right so i always ask this kind of questions and i find that uh, scenes from gonzo horror right from from films like paranormal activity terutamanya uh, ini semua adalah uh, contoh yang baik yang digunakan dalam konteks pendidikan uh, tentang mizanson dan sebagainya right so blairwitch project qualifies for that as well and also paranormal activity 2 aku tak tahu kenapa tapi filem ni aku tengok bila aku tengok kat panggung wayang pada tengah malam tu it's not to be honest it's not that scary it's scary right i'm, I'm not saying it's not scary at least for me but aku tak tahu kenapa out of all the films i've seen horror films filem paranormal activity 2 yang membuat aku tak boleh tidur malam tu juga I spent the whole night Aku nak nak tidur dah Mata nak tutup dah Tapi I, I, I kept the lights on everything I kept thinking uh, You know Katie's gonna be there Kalau aku ni So I kept spending the whole night Just lying on my back And then just looking over Just to make sure nobody's there That's right, so, us yeah. yeah Scary shit How about that Anyways uh, Ladies and gentlemen um, We have reached the end of the International segment Of <laughs> No, not so much the international segment, but the Western segment of our podcast. Yeah. Now we have a lot of other stuff coming up, and to be honest with you, kita sebenarnya patut buat Asian horror juga in this episode. But I tell you what, bro, this episode is already running. I'm looking at the timer now. It's, it's nearly it's over an hour. It's over an hour for sure. Do you still want to do this tonight, or shall we continue pada malam yang lain? <laughs> I think I, I think we yeah, we we end this part here and we continue uh, and we continue on the Asian part uh, at some other time. All right. Because because already hit midnight, man. I don't want to talk about horror anymore, especially Asian horror. And, uh, Asian uh, horror. After midnight, no, not going to be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> not the best of ideas. Not the best of ideas. Yeah. Terutama kau yang kau duduk kat kawasan China kan, so how about that? Yeah. Alright, okay. I guess that's about it for now. Um, Encik Muzaffar Shah Hanafi, thank you so much for your time. Truly, it has been an honor to sit down and talk with you again. And, you know, I know the last time was, was not that long ago, but still, you know, it's great. It's always great to be talking about something we love, especially something like this. lah. So, yeah, insyaAllah nanti kita akan cari masa lagi untuk duduk bersama-sama maybe even kita berjumpa alright so the next time you're up in Penang or something just drop me a line and then we'll do this live from our studio or our branch and cawangan di Penang and whatnot <laughs> alright cool uh, thank you very much bro and I'll speak to you soon